What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Thursday edition of All Canadian. We are back. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. We have a great show to put together for you guys today. We are going to talk some CFL. Some CFL excitement for the first time in a long time. We are going to get prepped for a CFL season. Absolutely. And we are going to start off, though, talking some Sawdust City. You guys know that they offer brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This June, CFP listeners can get their hands on some awesome summer drinks like the passion fruit and guava flavored kettle sour. It is unbelievable. Connor also liked the lusciousness hazelnut latte imperial milk stout. Those are just two examples of the amazing types and variety of beer that you can get from them. Use our promo code, all caps, CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. I do love me that hazelnut latte, imperial stout, little, little heavy for the summer, maybe not a summer beer, but a great winter beer i think that is a like a near perfect winter beer nonetheless great flavor i loved it hazelnut through and through fox 40 though we are brought to you by our friends at fox 40 the worldwide leaders in whistle technology bringing you products like the electronic whistle the tri-layer whistle mask and the whistle gator you can also go over there and customize some whistles so if you're a ref that wants a little bit of flair Go to Fox 40 and customize yourself one of their amazing whistles. And for 15% off all those return to play whistle needs, you can use code CFP15 at checkout over at fox40shop.com. Again, that is CFP15 at checkout at fox40shop.com for all of your return to play whistle needs. Let's get into the news and notes though. So as we looked and have talked about all of the CFL teams saying... Let's come back. We're ready to come back. Our province said we're good. The one outlier the entire time has been Ontario. Obviously, in the country's wide view of COVID, Ontario has been struggling the most with a city like Toronto being the largest in the country. The population density is so big that it is tough to kind of pull through this. So they have been hesitant to allow the teams back into starting up to return to play. But as a response to this, a committee representing seven Ontario pro teams, that's MLSE's Core 4, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Ticats, and the Red Blacks, all submitted a proposal last week seeking up to 35% of stadium capacity open for Ontario's Stage 2 reopening, and up to 100% capacity for Stage 3. Stage 2 could begin as early as July 2nd, while Stage 3 as early could arrive as early as July 23rd. So that is coming from Dave Naylor, who is one of the most reputable sources in all of Canada. Personally, I saw they were not looking to mandate vaccines. That's going to be tough. You cannot force people to get vaccines. But this topic as a whole is something that Ontario seriously needs to be looking at. We're seeing videos of the states where they're reopened fully after they've hit their vaccination numbers. We're seeing provinces like Alberta gear up and Saskatchewan gear up for these mass reopenings and mass fan bases hitting the stands. I think it's time for Ontario to start looking at least 
at the 30% threshold that these teams are asking for. The underlying theme here, Ontarians, get needles in your arms. Please go get vaccinated. Not only so that we can have sports. I mean, that is, that's the big feature here for this, this news break. But go get vaccinated for the health of yourself and those around you. Let's start reopening things. Let's get back into the stands. Let's go watch some CFL football. Because if we're at 100% by July 23rd, and the CFL is not even going to start until August 5th, I'd love to go see a Hamilton Tiger Cats game. I'd love to go see an Ottawa Red Blacks game. Hell, I'd love to fly my ass out to Edmonton and go catch an Elks game. I would love to be able to go and sit somewhere at a restaurant where I'm not limited to a four-person patio seat. So let's get this province open. Let's get it going. Let's get our vaccines. We're doing a great job so far. The rest of the country is ticking along as well. We love to see that. No fourth wave. Just kiss COVID goodbye. Kick it to the curb. And let's move on to some Edmonton Elks football. Yes. Dave Campbell coming out saying that the Elks Executive Director of Marketing, Alan Watt, has stated that the amount of team merchandise sold in the last seven days is equal to three straight home games. Not just three straight home games, but three very well attended home games. The Elks name and brand has been a big hit with football fans. So to all those fans of the CFL that were crying about the rebrand, I'm just going to leave that up there for Kick you. Kick rocks. I'm not going to leave it. Kick rocks. Get caught up with the times. The CFL is moving on without you. Clearly, they are not hurting without your one itty-bitty fandom saying, I'm going to boycott. They don't care. They do not need you as one ancient, stuck-in-the-past fan. Move on with the team. Three straight sold-out home games. That's what the merch drop did, so... I love it. Love to see that, especially as an incoming Edmonton Elks fan. Um, I mean, I just need to like get my hands on some merch somehow. So if there's anybody up there in the Edmonton Elks department that can kind of backdoor me some merch, let me know. I'd love it. I'd love it. We'll backdoor you some Sawdust City in return. That is a good trade. Beer for gear. Uh, CFL, though. Conference call Monday, June 14th. We are so close. We By the time we record... Our next episode, we will know whether or not the CFL is officially back. It's been a long time coming for us here. Uh, this has been over a year now where we've done this podcast for you guys. And we have yet to see live games on our side of the border. Uh, by the time we get to that point though, we'll know for sure. Right now, everything's pointing towards a green light. Even Winnipeg, the Blue Bombers are hiring for game day operations. They would not hire for game day ops if they weren't planning to have games. I think that the group out in Manitoba has kind of tipped the hat for the rest of the league. I mean, it's not—it's the worst kept secret in the country right now that the CFL is playing football. Just can't wait for the official announcement. They're not hiring personnel to come set up the field and paint the lines if we're not having a season. Some news coming out of McMaster, though. A good time to plug... The episode that aired on Monday on the A Block with Marsh, Corey Grant, the offensive coordinator, doing great work at the McMaster football program. So McMaster football is offering two coaching apprenticeships 
to female coaches, exclusively to female coaches, Corey Grant said, I think the game is changing and evolving. I think more people in the room and having a more diverse room brings more ideas, new ways and better ways to do things. Having more voices and more diverse rooms not only helps our program, but football in general. So go back and check out the episode on the A Block with Corey Grant because he is a phenomenal speaker and he is doing fantastic work for not only the McMaster football program, but for football and for Canadian football. And another school using that platform to grow the game, that would be the Carlton Ravens. They have added Nadia Ducour as assistant wide receivers coach. So we are starting to see females take over and start to build great careers for themselves in football, much like we saw with the Philadelphia Eagles hiring the former Owls assistant GM. So very exciting for that. Bill C218, though, cleared the committee stage nearing the final Senate vote. Here we go, guys. You can definitely get on to Bet99. Amendments can still be proposed by senators at the third reading, but if none are accepted and inserted in, bills passed as it is currently written. It will not need to be sent back to the elected House of Commons. It could then be eligible to receive royal assent, become a law, and come into force on a date set by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his cabinet. I don't know. I would love if this got passed right away for them to put it on June 14th so that when the CFL says, hell yeah, we're playing our year, Trudeau goes, by the way, if you want to bet on those games, you absolutely can. And we would definitely encourage you over here at All Canadian to bet through Bet99. The odds that we are loving this Thursday and Friday, we've got the Euros kicking off on Friday. Euro Championships, Italy-Turkey, 3 o'clock game. Italy's a 185 favorite. And then, of course, Game 3, Milwaukee Bucks, Brooklyn Nets. The Nets, plus 132. The Bucks, minus 159. I'm going to let you take the first set of odds on the football action. Italy versus Turkey, 185. Favorite for Italy. Where are you going on this one? You don't give out lines too much. So, Viva uh, Italia. It's time to return. This is going to be a welcome back party for them. I think we're going to have some unanimous opinions across the board on these picks. Game 3, Bucks nets Thursday night, plus 132 on the Nets is absurd. Hammer the Brooklyn Nets. Watch the Slim Reaper go to work. As always, we are responsible gambling at Bet99. Every game starts at Bet99. Let's get in to what we came here for. CFL football talk. Finally, 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 we can start doing a little bit of season preview stuff. So let's hit you with some players that we are super excited to watch because we haven't watched CFL football since 2019. West Coast, best coast, out to the east. BC Lions, Connor, who's your guy? I am going to go with the 2020 first overall pick, Jordan Williams. We have not seen this guy play football yet. We have we saw him have an absolutely incredible combine, absolutely showed out at the East Regional Combine before the National Combine was unfortunately canceled due to the outbreak of COVID-19. But Jordan Williams, this is a big time prospect, one that hasn't played football in what, close to four or five years now? So as much as I'm interesting, 
as much as I'm interested to see how the number one overall pick is going to perform and fit in with BC, I'm just more intrigued to see what type of football shape this guy is in as well. It'll be interesting to see Jordan Williams get back into live action. I think he's going to come in in fantastic shape. We know the speed. We know the size. We know the strength. But to go out of contact for that long, come back in, is going to be a big theme this season for CFL players. Jordan Williams has an extended break on top of that. So, very interesting guy to watch. I'm going to the opposite side of the ball, though. Brian Burnham. I've been missing one-handed catches in my life. I know that we had the NFL. And, you know, they can, they can go left, right, center, and just nab balls any which way they want. But Brian Burnham. It's special when he does it because it's always on the biggest stage. It's always the best highlight of the weekend. I'm excited to see him snag some touchdowns again. 100 receptions, 1,492 yards, 11 touchdowns. How do you build on that? I think the only thing you can hope for is to have 12 touchdowns instead of 11. You're already a, Maybe you get those extra 8 yards and eclipse 1,500. I don't know. There's... So much that he does already. I don't think there's much he can improve on. All right, so let's move down to Calgary now. I'll let you go back-to-back. Who's your guy coming out of Calgary for 2021 to watch or that you're excited for? I I think a lot of excitement is going to build up around not this past rookie class, but the 2020 rookie class who we saw get picked, signed, and then the season was canceled. So we haven't seen these guys in a camp in a game, and we have no idea. So there's a lot of expectations and hope and promise from these players, really. I'm going to go with the Calgary Stampeders, Isaac Adeyemi Berkland. We have not seen him in action. He's such a fascinating player off the edge, and I think for Calgary, it could make a huge difference in their defense. So I'm looking forward to him. Yeah, guy coming out of that 2020 rookie class, highly touted. Size is there. Skill is there. I'm excited to see how he fits into this Calgary Stampeders defense. My pick, though, I am going with the guy in Calgary, Bo Levi Mitchell. And I'm excited to see him play this year, more so for curiosity's sake, because his two favorite targets are gone. Eric Rogers, 85 receptions, 1,080 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's not there anymore. Juwan Breskison, his other favorite target, also not there anymore. So how is he going to play with this new collection of talent in in Calgary without his favorite targets? And does this mean we'll see Canadian Colton Hunchak assume a bigger role within the offense? 24 targets in 2019. You got to assume that's going to jump. We can hope it jumps for the Canadian's sake. Uh, Keeping it in province, moving on up the road. I'm going to kick us off because I kind of stole your guy as well. Edmonton Elks, James Wilder Jr., which version of James Wilder Jr. are we going to see this year? Is it going to be the, I have other interests off the field? Or is it going to be the all-star running back who dominates the field of play? I don't know. I'm interested to watch. And we heard Dave Campbell. When we had Dave Campbell on last week, go check that one out because it was awesome. But when we had Dave Campbell on, he said something very similar. Which version of JWJ are we going to get? Hopefully, for my sake... It's the one that we all want to see. But I'm staying on the offensive side of the ball with my pick here. And I'm going back to the 2020 draft class because there was a hell of a lot of talent in there that feels like just kind of went under the wayside because we didn't have that 2020 season. And my guy is the University of Buffalo product, Thomas Jack Kajala. 
I want to see how they're going to use him. Where are they going to play him? He's an interior offensive lineman. What are they going to do with him? Is he even going to be a day one starter? So you took him high in last year's draft. He was their first round pick. I'm curious to see where and how he fits in with this Edmonton Elks offense. All right. One more province to decide. We're going to keep traveling east here. Rider Nation, Saskatchewan. Who is your guy for this year? Well, the easy out would have been Shaq Evans. That is a very interesting... I am quite interested to see Shaq Evans moss people. We could just say that and move on to the next group if you want. We could, because he's easily one of, if not the best wide receiver in the CFL. So the cop-out is, yeah, Shaq Evans next. But I'm going with the other guy on this offense, the other wide receiver here, Kyran Moore. Has been in the league for two years now, 2018-2019. And in 2019, he finished with some pretty impressive numbers Given the fact that he was playing on an offense with Shaq Evans, he had 78 receptions, 996 yards, six touchdowns in 2019, four away from 1,000. I mean, you'd like to, uh, I'm sure he would have loved to have dove for four more yards or something, get a little screen pass and fall down. I don't know. But Kyran Moore, man, when you watch him on the field, he's quick. The footwork is incredible. The hands are great. I'm excited to watch this kid grow because he is a 1996. He is my age, a year older than you, Wade, and this dude can fly. He is going to be, I think, in the next two, three years, maybe even this year, one of these premier guys in the CFL. And with a guy like Shaq Evans sitting beside him, you know he's not going to see much top-end coverage. He's going to be able to kind of hide and utilize that space to his advantage have another 1,000-yard season. I'm going to count this one as a 1,000-yard season because he was just four shy. My guy, though, Godfrey Onyeka, you bring him over from Edmonton. Known throughout college in the draft as the Dominator. But he has not really lived up to that name in the CFL. Now that he's in a new situation, Nelson Lacombo is also there. Can he begin to make a difference and start to turn around his career? I think that Godfrey Onyeka in the secondary with Saskatchewan provides opportunity for that defense to be pretty dang shut down. I, yeah, I agree. We're going to keep uh, the last team in the Western Conference, though. Winnipeg, defending Grey Cup champions. I'm going to let you take this one because when we were making the rundown today, you got your picks in first. I looked up and went, man, you had to get both of them? Yeah, I got both of them. That's the Howlett brothers, Nick and Noah. They train together. They look alike. They are both freak athletes. They both hit like hammers. They can cover anyone. They've got great ball skills. And now they finally, for the first time in their career, get to play top-end football. They didn't go to university together, but they are now on the same uh, CFL team. It's time to see what they can do on the field. Can we talk about that box jump for a second before we move to my pick, though? Goodness. If anyone has not seen it, I, I don't know if it's still up or not, but Nick Hallett the other day, I think it was what, 55 inches? Leapt out of the building. He's got some springs in him. I, I, I can definitely confirm that one. Uh, he can jump. Who's your guy for Winnipeg, though? So again, I'm going with a starting quarterback in the CFL. I am going to go 
with Zach Caleros here because it's interesting to me now. Winnipeg went from a three-quarterback room. You had Chris Strebler, you had Matt Nichols, and you had Zach Caleros. Strebler is in Arizona now. Nichols is now going to be the starting quarterback in Ottawa. So that means Caleros is the guy here in Winnipeg. So, you know, we've we've he's been in the CFL now for a long time. I'm not going to say, oh, can he be the guy here in Winnipeg? Because we've seen him be the guy elsewhere in the league. I'm just excited to see Caleros as the guy in Winnipeg now. He's going to get the opportunities to shine. And let's not forget, Grey Cup champion. Grey Cup champion. My question isn't... I. Can he be the guy in Winnipeg? It's, can he be the healthy guy in Winnipeg? That's what I'm excited to see. You've had all this extra time to get your body recovered. Can you, Zach Calero, stay healthy for one full season? Because you don't have, like Connor said, the backups to carry you to a Grey Cup. So it'll be interesting to see. Moving on to the Eastern Conference. We're going to start at the furthest end in Hamilton, Ontario, Wade, you know this guy pretty well. So give us the rundown. I'm going to be biased. It is my former teammate, Malcolm Campbell. I'm just excited to see this guy get back to the field. I know he's been working his butt off for the last two years. He's bulked up. He's still got the speed. He's going to be more technically refined. He's been in the Hamilton weight room anytime he could. I'm excited for, for him to get on the field in some aspect, whether it's special teams whether it's in sub packages to get after the quarterbacks. I just cannot wait to see one guy that I know worked nonstop for these chances finally get his time. Always nice to see those U Sports guys and those OUA guys get to the league and show out. Really hoping that Malcolm Campbell will do that. And I'm pretty optimistic that he will be able to do that. This guy is an absolute freak in the weight room. But... Flip side of the ball, going to the offense. My pick that I am looking forward to watching with the Hamilton Tiger Cats is the shock number one overall pick, Jake Burt. And I'm just interested to see where and how Hamilton is going to fit this guy into their offense, how they're going to use him, what the packages are going to look like. Because we've said this before. We said this when he got drafted. You heard Marsh say it on the Twitch stream. Jake Burt. And Nikola Kalinic are two very similar players. So you have a guy like Nikola Kalinic, and then you go and draft essentially Nikola Kalinic 2.0 and Jake Burt. And I just, I, I really don't know where and how they're going to use him in the offense. I think they will use him as Nikola's backup. Because right now, Nikola Kalinic is an unrivaled entity in the fact that he can dominate special teams, provide for you on offense in the pass game and in the run game. I don't think there's someone in the league that can do as much offensively and still contribute insane amounts like he does to specials. Uh, To me, Jake Bird's just going to kind of learn from the pro uh, and then maybe get his chance on the opposite side of the field. And like we said when he got drafted, he got drafted because he was in the NFL camps He's a play now guy coming out, or sorry, he was a play now guy coming into the CFL draft, late addition to the CFL draft, but Hamilton knew where they were going as soon as it was announced that he would be a draft eligible guy. Moving down, the QEW, the Toronto Argonauts, the double blue, the boatmen with that clean new logo. Who are you excited for? Carlton Ravens, middle linebacker, Jack 
Kassar. He is going to get into camp and crush anybody in his way. Kind of like the Terminator chasing down Sarah Connors. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger kicking down doors, blowing stuff up. Jack Kassar is going to make a big name for himself. If the Terminator sticks as the nickname for Jack Kassar, goodness. Goodness. I kind of love it. I kind of absolutely love it. I wrote in the rundown that I'm excited to see the Toronto Argonauts. I'm excited to watch the Toronto Argonauts play football this year. They've made so many moves throughout the offseason. Eric Rodgers, John Breskison, Charleston Hughes, a flurry of other guys that they brought in. But the guy I think that and that was just kind of a joke in the rundown was the entire the entire team. But the guy that I am really excited to see is not Joan Breskison, is not Eric Rogers, is not Charleston Hughes. It's Dejan Brissett, the number two overall pick from 2020. This guy has flown so under the radar throughout these past two off seasons because of the fact that he's drafted and hasn't played yet was not able to go back and play at UVA either. He just got his body right, got prepped to come into the CFL, and I think it's going to pay out big time. I think Dejan Brissett is a Rookie of the Year candidate. I know that's a hot take, bold prediction, but I really truly do believe that Dejan Brissett could be a breakout rookie. And we're going to move into the last Ontario team, the Ottawa Red Blacks. They have a lot of holes to fill from the last couple years. Hopefully they can find the solution at quarterback with Matt Nichols. I'm excited to see where the Red Blocks go because I think they can be the bottom feeder in the East, but I also think that they can upset teams at any given point. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. And a guy that's going to maybe help them do that because they had an absolute garbage secondary in 2019 is Don Yanumba. Don coming over from the Edmonton Elks. Great DB in his own right. Hard-hitting playmaker. I think he's really going to help that back end in Ottawa. They had the second most passing yards allowed on them, second most TDs allowed on them, and the fewest interceptions in the league. They really need to do something to beef up that secondary. And I think going out and getting a guy like Unamba does that for them. So I'm really excited to see how they use him and where he's going to fit in. All right. It's time for the king to take his throne Marc-Antoine Ducroix? No, we'll get there. We know that's your pick for Montreal. That's not a surprise to anyone. <laughs> a different Mark is going to assume his position at the top of the ranks this upcoming CFL season. The top offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League, Mark Corti of the Ottawa Red Blacks, will have his name known this year. I'm excited to see him finally get his recognition. It's about time. If you don't know who Mark Cordy is, don't call yourself a CFL fan. Just don't. You should know him. He is one of, if not the best offensive linemen in the league. Product of O-Line U in Alberta. No Mark Cordy. Please no Mark Cordy. And we spoiled it already. Last but not least, the Montreal Alouettes. Mark Antoine Decois is Connor's guy. It's not a surprise. Talk to us about it again. I mean, do I have to, or can I just sit here and say, go back and listen to the 2020 draft stuff? Yes. No. Listen to me right now. Marc-Antoine Ducroix is a guy that any Montreal Alouettes fan should be excited for. A guy that any 
fan of any team in the East should fear. This dude is a freak. He's massive. He's fast. He's going to play wherever Danny Machocha and that Montreal Alouettes coaching staff need him to play on the back end. I really see him fitting in as a true safety. I think he has the range, the coverage ability. And man, if they go into a zero look, I have all faith in the world in Marc-Antoine Dacroix covering down on whoever they need him to. He can go out and play corner if he wants to. He can bring him in and play half. Like I really don't care where he is on the field because I am confident as a coach that he's going to go get the job done. And that is my that is my rant on Marc-Antoine Dacroix. If you need any more, go back and listen to the 2020 draft stuff. My guy, though, opposite end of the field again, Jake Wieneke. We saw him kind of explode onto the scene in 2019. But can he continue the success? Can he play like Vernon Adams' top target? Time will tell. I think he's got a good shot at it. The Montreal skill players have been building chemistry. So all signs point to it. But only the tape will tell. Film never lies. And that kind of concludes our players that we're excited to watch. Absolutely. One each through all nine teams. 18 players that we are damn excited to watch play some CFL football this summer because guess what? August 5th, that looks like it's a thing. So I am super excited to get back, hopefully get back in the stands, go get a needle in your arm, get your vaccination. Let's watch some CFL football live this year. We are wrapping up today's episode and I am going to go crack one of those passion guava kettle sours from Sawdust City, who offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This June, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFP, all capitals, CFP, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. You must be of legal drinking age. So if you want to stock up on a nice summer beer, go get some Passion Guava Sour. Go get some Mojito Storms. Man, get a 2-4 and then some. Get your free shipping. Get stocked up for the summer on some Sawdust City. While you're at it, why not get some fantastic products from Fox 40? The Canadian Football Perspective is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40. Fox 40 is helping sports return to play safely with products such as the Fox 40 Tri-Layer Whistle Mask, Electronic Whistle, and Whistle Gator. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 for 15% off all your return to play whistle needs. That's going to close our episode out. That's it for the week for us. We're done. We're out of here. We're going to go crack some sawdust cities and enjoy the weekend. Go back and listen to all the episodes from this week. You had Marsh and Corey Grant on the A Block this week. Wade and myself were joined by Braden Statchel, the CFL Reddit community moderator. Marsh coming hard on the breakdown with Ben Grant this week. And then Friday... You got the house party coming up. You know it's going to be a thing. You know it's going to be a lot of fun. As always, you know where to find us. At Connor R. O'Neill. At Wade Zank. At CF Perspective on all social media platforms. Enjoy the weekend. 
Stay safe, especially in Ontario, as we begin to reopen. Hopefully you can get out and crack some beers on a patio. If they have Sawdust City beer, make sure you ask for it. It's always a great try if you have not got to already. We're out. We'll catch you next week.